My Jacket Nation, it's been a while. Oh man, it's been a while. Uh, summer's been crazy. Uh, I don't even know where we stand anymore with football. Just kidding. Um, no, we it's been released that the uh, ACC is playing a 10-1 schedule. Uh, I know there's been a lot of people complaining. What's the difference of an 11-game schedule and a typical normal 12-day schedule? And, uh, the only way I can explain it is by maintaining your conference. Um, it, you can mandate and control the environment a little bit better. Uh, you would think it would be an NCAA um, formatting that they would pull for, for everyone, like minimums, like so much testing has to be done. Um the way they're going to control the fan bases, you know, I guess it's left up per city, per town. There's not going to be just a full-blown NCAA saying no fans across the board. Um, I'm kind of surprised by that because places like uh, Texas may not have any fans while here at Georgia Tech or maybe some areas that are willing to play have a fan base while the other ones don't. Now, we may only have 15,000 fans in the stands, but that's better than nothing. Um, will Texas be allowed to pump in crowd noise like uh, the MLB's doing, the NBA's doing? Um, would California? I know California high school sports have been pushed out till next year for uh, spring of 2021. So uh, does the Pac-12 even play this year? <laughs> you know, there's a there's a lot of floating questions. Uh, I personally think this is just a pushback and a, um, let's say, kind of like a, a, a hopeful swing for the fence that maybe we can have a season this fall. But I think there's just this underlying, understood notion that most conferences think we're going to play spring football. Um I don't know if I'm a fan of it. I don't know if how that's going to work out. Does, if a student enrolls early, can they play? I don't know. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of things, to, I guess, to figure out. But a season's better than no season. Um, I think we're learning to an extent that uh, it's important to take it seriously. But at the same time, uh, I kind of feel like they're jerking the kids around by giving them hope or by not giving them hope or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I, I kind of feel for the student athletes in this moment because I know they want to play, but they also want to maintain safety. Uh, you're starting to see a lot of NFL players drop out of the season. Um, it, it just de- determines on who you live with, who you visit with, you know, things like that. Um, their age, their conditions, um, you know, even just your immediate friends and family. Uh, me as almost a 30 year old male, um, I'm overweight for sure. I admit to that. Do I really have health issues? Uh, 
I've had pneumonia a few times in my life. I've had bronchitis a few times in my life. Um, so who knows if that leads me up to having some type of underlying condition. I don't really have asthma, but also don't have the best, best lung capacity. Um, just in general, just from scarring of my lungs from being so young with so many lung issues uh, as a child. Um, so I, I can get the idea of not wanting to put yourself at risk and that's anybody's right. Uh, that's anybody's uh, personal right to make those decisions for themselves. But I'm just curious of how they're going to handle this situation with student athletes where you're playing with, you know, I think it's a 53-man roster for the NFL. We've got 85 scholarships, I believe, on the team. So you've got 85-plus any walk-ons or however many kids on the sidelines. and um, it, It's just going to be kind of like a, a curious situation and we're only a few weeks away mind you this is we're going into the first week of august that's amazing to say since i've been basically working from home for more i've worked more from home this year than i have at my office so that's uh that's something to say and i never do that but it's uh definitely been a heck of a ride we'll figure out here shortly uh, like I said, I, I kind of have an underlying feeling that we're going to see spring football. We're not going to see fall football. I know there's a lot of hope and they, they keep telling you this and this and this, but Texas is going nuts with uh, cases and deaths. Um, there's recently been a spike uh, in um, stillbirths for pregnancies uh, for women who have had COVID. Um, my fiance is a nurse at um, in labor and delivery and she's had some, they've had a spike just in general. Um, it's something I guess to be weary about. I, I, I just don't, as long as there's an underlying ominous presence of a fearful, um, disease, virus, sickness, whatever, I don't know if we're going to play. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, moving on from that, this will be the first year, I believe, in 95 years that Georgia Tech and Georgia have not played. Previously, uh, Georgia refused to play us due to there being World War One, I, I believe, something along those lines. And then uh, they made, a, excuse my language, an ass of themselves by acting goofy and we demanded for them to play at Bobby Dodd eventually they got the game sorted out and, and carried on for 95 years so this would be the first year because the SEC got scared they're only doing a 10 game conference schedule with no extra game so someone please explain to me how they're going to figure out um, the, the playoffs or anything if a, if a team has one extra game so if you play the ACC plays 11 games and say Clemson loses one and then three teams uh, that play only 10 games go 10 and 0 is Clemson still in <laughs> they get an extra game so it's kind of an unfair judgment so I'm curious how this is going to work out I feel like eventually the NCAA has to step in and say everybody has to mandate the same amount of games because it's going to be screwy if you have different conferences playing different numbers of games. Um, at that point, 
to me, you just move it to spring. That's that's just chaotic. It, it, and I wouldn't personally, as if I'm a big player for the for the championship or anything along those lines, I wouldn't even want to be a part of it. Because God forbid a 10-0 Ohio State gets left out when and 10 and 0 Alabama, a 9 and 1 Florida and a 10 and 0 Oklahoma wins out and Ohio State loses one game because they because three players got covid in the middle of the year and couldn't play three of their best four of their best players. So, we got to think about that too. Like, you know, in middle of the year, just like we're seeing in baseball, Pitchers are getting scratched the day of. And Miami, Miami Marlins players played knowing they were sick. They had a positive rapid test. And then they played anyways because it wasn't conclusive. And then they got the conclusive two-day uh, test on and found out they were. So <laughs> this is going to be nuts. Uh, I can see that hopefully the MLB starting a little bit earlier in the NBA gives the conferences and the NCAA some type of platform and to poke holes where they need to to fix things to to solidify their their way of working but I just uh, I, I know for a fact they're gonna have issues if they don't mandate that all teams play the same amount of games and then if came if games can't get made up then who knows what happens uh, <laughs> Somebody brought up the attention on the GT Swarm uh, website, gtswarm.com, that what happens if we go in to play Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, two receivers, and their whole defensive line comes out with COVID and they they can't play the game and we're 100% healthy. We've been very good at staying healthy here at Georgia Tech. So what happens? Do they have to start a backup or do they delay the game? Or do they cancel the game and neither team plays? To me, health is part of this year's strategy. So keeping your players in a bubble, your players being dedicated to um, staying healthy and staying masked and staying away from other people and trying to live in their own um, athletic and academic bubbles uh, would prove to be victorious in the long run because wouldn't it be hilarious if Georgia Tech stayed healthy and teams like Clemson and Notre Dame got it, came down with COVID, they couldn't play, and we marched our way in going 8-2 and two in conference play. So what I'm saying is, is I, I, we need to pay attention because I don't think it's fair, personally, that one team shows up healthy and the other team doesn't. To me, a COVID case, even if it's sweeping across the team and the whole team can't play, then that means their whole team is injured. So that you treat that just like if they all tore their Achilles, they're all bruised up, they're all whatever may happen, they're all out. So they're out for how many days? So if they're out for two weeks, then that's two games they lost. Um, and Unless they can play some walk-ons or whatever. So I would never bow down to a uh, delay or to a postponed game if I'm a, if I'm a team in, in, the, in this year's uh, format. The games mean more because there's less games. 
Um, and it's going to prove conference superiority, especially this year because it's a free-for-all. So I'm just saying, I hope our team stays healthy. And hopefully it plays out like that. I would love to see it. And sure, a lot of people say, no, I want to beat Clemson at their best. And I'll tell you this. I don't care how we beat Clemson. I want to beat Clemson. I don't care if they all get a freaking uh, stomach bug and they can't play. I don't care. I just want to beat them. Because guess what? A win's a win. We were prepared. And that's where I'm looking at in this COVID uh, situation is it's strategy. It's it's making sure your players are healthy it's making sure your guys are good to go so think about that you know it could be implemented and saying well we we did our part we stayed healthy so a win's a win we didn't lose and it wasn't an asterisk next to the name because they weren't ready well they chose to do whatever they didn't live in a bubble or you know whatever it may be you see teams like the miami marlins like i mentioned earlier in the in the podcast here uh, from what I understand, they went out in Atlanta uh, during our exhibition series and partied and went to all the nightclubs, and they all got sick. I think they have now 18 players who have tested positive for COVID, and actually three of them are pretty sick, or three to four. So, oh well. I think personally Miami should lose the games that they're for, uh, postponing right now. That's their fault. They made that decision. They should lose if they can't put the players into play. So looking into that, let's let's see how the NCAA and the ACC handles that type of situation because I'm pretty sure we're going to see at least one or two teams uh, in the Southeast come up with some type of COVID issues. I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson has an outbreak. Um, teams like Georgia or Miami. Miami's going to be... I, I don't even know how they're going to play because it's, it's everywhere. And I hate to be the, the one to say it, but... They have little to no discipline down there in Miami. So uh, they might as well cancel their season, if you're asking me. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible, but it's true. Um, anyways, it's going to be an interesting year. Right now we have football. We're holding on to it. Um, remember that you're, if you are a season ticket holder, you got an email um, from the ticketing office stating that there are three options. You can either forfeit your uh, tickets this year for a full refund, or you can maintain your tickets. There will be a price adjustment. It should be cheaper um, due to less games. So you, I, I chose to stay to keep my tickets, um, to give an example. So I'm keeping my tickets. And then in that, you have two other options. If there's a refund due, you can either option A, get the refund back or option B give the refund to the athletic department and for the football I'm not sure if it's for the football team particularly or for the athletic department as a whole I usually kind of just give money to the football team instead of spreading it out uh, call me a jerk or whatever but that's what I do uh, <laughs> uh, so I give it to the football team uh, but I chose actually to just get the refund um, and then knowing how much it is to, to decide from there. Um, if it's substantial, then let's say my tickets are normally $500 apiece. And if I'm getting back $150, depending, because now the game for Notre Dame is not going to be played at Mercedes-Benz and all these other things. 
So if I'm getting back $200 a ticket or $150 a ticket, then I may only want to donate half. And you'll have that choice once they send you the refund. You can talk to your ticketing rep. Uh, so I just like having the ball on my court rather than anything being predetermined for myself. That's just who I am. So I advise that to anybody else. You can always donate afterwards. You don't have to go ahead and, and give up now. I guess the thought process is if they get you now, they know they've got the money. But uh, either way, I'll make a donation. I just don't know how much it'll be. Um, ticketing re- relocation will happen based on your AT fund points. Uh, sadly, I'm probably on the lower end. We've only had season tickets for the past four seasons. And I can see it being probably a week before the game, before I can find out my tickets, <laughs> my seating, uh, just depending. And from what I've heard, there's a rumor that 40% of season ticket holders have already forfeited their tickets for the year. So I'm not sure on the number of season ticket numbers sold every year. My shot in the dark guess would be anywhere from 22 to 30,000 tickets. Um, that's shot in the dark. So if it's, say, a middle ground of 25, 26, 40% are gone. That means only 16,000 fans or so in the stadium, 15,000, 14,000, somewhere in that range. Um, just depending on what the actual numbers are, but that's, uh, man, you can easily space out 14,000 and Bobby Dodd. I know that that's not an issue. Um, it's just, man, that's going to be eerie. It's going to be a weird sight if it happens. I'll tell you that now, but remember if you go be loud, be proud and scream like hell because they're going to team is going to need it and uh it'll make a difference i believe um but yes check your emails talk to your ticket rep whatever if you haven't gotten the email or if you haven't checked your email go ahead and go go do that today or tomorrow whenever you can important to get out and uh figure that out ahead of time uh they need a response by august 7th as well so that's notable um noted for you august 7th is an important date to get that information back to them I believe um, the week of August 7th, so next week, they're going to start um, sending out relocation processing tickets, like, you know, wherever you're at now, if you're in the 40-yard line, if you want to stay in the 40-yard line, if you want to move, however it works, we're in the uh, end zone, basically, I guess. Um, we're in section 111, 111 or 101, dang, can't remember. Um, opposite end of the band <laughs> so I believe that might be 101 actually um, 101 so hopefully we can stay there um, I doubt they let us move in more without paying more which is kind of a shame so more than likely we'll be in 101 or move to the actual end zone or up in the uh, upper deck and if so we'll discuss then about if we're keeping our tickets or not but yeah, uh, it's been a long time. Um, I think we're kind of stalled out on the recruiting trail. I haven't heard anything, haven't seen anything. I think we only have maybe five spots left, six spots. Don't quote me on that, but maybe five, six spots left. So I think we're holding out for our, the big fish. Um, do we get them? I don't know. Do we have backups? I don't know. 
I really don't at this point. I know there's some big fish to go after. I know Cameron Ball is one of them, a defensive tackle that we're looking at. He's still racking in offers from, from bigger programs as well, but he seems to really like tech. Um, I know there's a couple linebackers that we're hoping to flip, um, but I think once we find out how the season's going to unravel, we'll, um, we'll, we'll get more of a clear picture on the recruiting trail. Uh, just remember, 2022 is probably our make it or break it year, recruiting-wise. Um, if 2022 is not as, as big as a boom as I think a lot of fans are expecting, then uh, 2023, 24, 25 is up in the air, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I think last year's class was great. Uh, I see Jameer Gibbs working out in the fall camp now, or summer camp, whatever you call this, and uh, he looks good. Um, a lot of the players put on a lot of weight. Armenian Browns probably, God, Browns put up maybe 20 pounds of muscle. The dude's looking huge and fast. Just They're saying he's just as fast as last year, so that's good, but just he can take bigger hits now. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen Camp's numbers, but he's running a 4-4. Um, he's, he's benching uh, 225, like 25 times, which is just as much as most linemen in the NFL uh, during the combine. So we got a, a superstar in camp in the sense of like uh, combine material. Uh, we just got to see if we can get, get him the ball this year, especially in the end zone. He should be a... Uh, superstar in the end zone for the for, for a red zone target but uh, guys are looking big guys are looking fit guys are looking like they came prepared to camp uh guys are ready for the football season i just hope we have it um also the other thing to note is um uh we do have kind of like a i guess you can call it quarterback controversy um I've been trying to look at pictures through the the um, practices and everything so far that have been released since now I think most of the players are back and I can't tend to figure out if Jordan Yates is number one or James Graham. Um, it's hard to tell. I'm curious of what's going on there. Uh, I don't think you take the ball away from James Graham against the in the first game whoever the first game is I assume it's Clemson but um especially because he finished pretty good last year honestly and all in all is a learning curve for everybody so I don't know we'll see what happens I think the last thing all of us want is another rotating quarterback controversy where it's you know one quarterback this drive two quarterbacks the next drive one quarterback the next drive and then fourth quarter we just put in the freshman and hope it works so I, I I don't want to see that I want us to have someone that we're confident in and whether that be uh, James Graham Jordan Yates or Tucker or Jeff Sims if they're ready for Jeff Sims just to say you know what we're taking our lumps and we're just going to go with you and hopefully figure it out by the next game <laughs> or by mid-season so whatever it is I, I, I sincerely hope we we, we find our guy. I hope we have um, our receivers are ready. And I think our offensive line is actually going to be top five in the ACC, if not top three. I, I, I know that's a heck of a uh, prediction, but 
man, I, I just have a feeling that it, that O line is going to be deep. Uh, I think we have one of the better O lines we've had in a while, just by incoming uh, Ryan Johnson and uh, the guy from Bandy, not Southers from last year, but the new guy, um, the left tackle or right tackle, wherever he's going to play. But I think we're going to have a solid O line, and uh, we'll be able to run the ball. I expect. Uh, now that we only have 10 games, I could even I could still see Mason putting up a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns in 10 games. I really do. I think this. Uh, I think last year we averaged 14, 18 points a game. I mean, come on. This year I think we averaged 21 to 28. That's a big leap. Say 21 to 25, somewhere in that range. 21 to 24. Uh, I think we we definitely improve on offense. Our defense should be phenomenal, honestly. We got Clayton now, who was a five-star kid out of high school, uh, transferred from Florida. Chico Bennett is looking phenomenal. Um, Demetrius Knight has got another year of linebacker under his belt. Uh, we moved um, uh, Christian to from running back to linebacker and he's looking huge so we've got I think we'll be okay we know the defensive back position is pretty uh deep for us so as long as we can get pressure on the quarterback which I think we will especially on the on the ends um we should be able to get some interceptions and enforce some some nice plays on defense so we shall see I hope you guys are having a solid summer um Football is just around the corner. Hope you're watching baseball. I've been rooting on our hometown Atlanta Braves. Glad to see us get a couple uh, wins against the Tampa Bay Rays here at home. Uh, hopefully we can sweep the Mets coming up. And uh, hopefully I see some of y'all in uh, Bobby Dodd. Uh, we can wave from our section little seatings. <laughs> and uh, remember, go Jackets. Remember to check out gtswarm.com. Uh, if you're not a subscriber to Rivals or 247, give it a check out. I think they run specials all the time. 247 offers like a, a free week twi- a trial every once in a while. Uh, Rivals may offer some type of like spend $75 subscription, get a $75 Adidas gift card or something like they do random things. Um, and then make sure to follow all the GT pages on Twitter and Instagram. Um, the more presence we show on these social media platforms is what these these recruits are looking at. And the more presence we have, the more it makes an impression on them that there's a a big fan base, a big following, because I think it's human nature that kids or just people in general want to be with other people and they want to be part of a popular group. So let's make tech the place, which we already know it is, but let's make sure the rest of the country knows that Georgia Tech is the place to be It's the team to like, it's the team to follow, and it's the team to cheer for. Um, When I say it, I say it proudly that I want to turn America into Yellow Jackets. I want the whole country rooting for Georgia Tech. I don't want this private, goofy, selective group of fans. I want everyone to be Georgia Tech fans. And I want us to be a national brand, just like the Braves were in the 90s, America's team. I want Georgia Tech to be America's team. So... Keep pushing that. Keep focusing on uh, on positive thoughts for the for the football season. I think we're going to need it. And go Jackets! Have a good uh, have a good week, guys, and have a good weekend. Bye.